I'm really uh, grateful today for our, our talk that is going to unfold. Um, I have uh, Winnie McCrean with me. Uh, your channel, Winnie, is The Earth Game, and you also have a Patreon uh, page. Uh, so I, I find my way to you uh, thanks to the algorithm on YouTube, which can be surprising, but I think sometimes they also work or we override them and uh, we also can connect to like-minded frequencies. Uh, so I was making a research on uh, backdrop characters, NPCs, um, and then I, I mean, it's been a few months, probably more than eight months that I have found your, your channel. So I pretty much have watched uh, everything and I recently joined your Patreon page where you have uh, at least probably more content than you have on your YouTube. Uh, and you post there re regularly as well. So uh, it's been really nice for me to get familiar with your signature and you know, um, also getting familiar with the layers of it because uh, you are really observing the subtext of what's going on in our reality, the energetic exchanges and uh, what's at stake and the engineering as well in our own lives. Um, knowing that we are in a simulation game and that's a, you know that's the title also of your of your of your channels so i find that it's also a high frequency to connect to right uh, a really nice comforting time to connect to your videos um, and i know it is your work and your legacy just as i know uh, as i'm doing for for mine um, i've been really appreciating that you you know you you're talking about going off script, the NPCs being uh, in their scripts and how the matrix uh, influences our mood and our frequencies all the time. So I'd like to open the space for you, maybe to for you to uh, share a few words about yourself and maybe introduce a little bit about your background, because I know uh, you mentioned it in a few of your videos that you also um, had to like 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 myself do a lot of work around family programming and you know where you were uh, starting your game and and doing doing a lot of work uh, on that uh, you know with the with all the matrix trickery uh, going on so um, please uh, the mic is yours. Okay, um, thank you, and it's really nice to meet you. Um, so. My background is basically I was really, really cemented in my character of of Winnie um, for about 45 years. So I, I woke up, so to speak, in 2015. And um, it was after my grandfather died. Um, it was it was just strange because as my grandfather was dying, he was pointing out that he was seeing uh, seeing other people in the room with us. Um, and it really opened some doors for me. It really made me think, um, you know, he'd say things like, there's a really tall guy standing behind you, you know, and stuff like that. And it scared me a little because I was still really fast asleep within this game. Um, but it, it made me start thinking. So that was more, that was more of the beginning. Um, then my grandfather passed. I was very, very close to my grandfather too. But, um, so I had, I had this weird moment where 
I, it's going to sound crazy, but I literally had this woman's voice inside of my head. It was so loud. And she said, it's time to wake up now, Wendy. And then it was like a, a noise, like a loud. And I was like, what was that? I mean, just clear as a bell. It's time to wake up now, Wendy. And I was like, wow. And after that moment, um, things just really started to change. I noticed the Mandela effect um, and I started delving into like sim simulation theory, um, consciousness, um, everything, ghosts, paranormal, you know, like my whole shift in life just focused, I just refocused, you know, before I was stuck on all these things I had done the whole 45 years previous and my whole shift, I had a shift, I should say, where I just refocused on all these new things and I started meditating. Um, that's when I did come across um, someone on YouTube. I just don't, I don't wanna talk badly about anyone, but she talks about um, being in a matrix and being in a simulation and this is a game and whatnot. So that was very eye-opening at the time as well. So my journey just kind of unfolded from there. Um, and I just kept growing and kept growing and got to a point where I can audibly hear my helpers or my guides that are with me. Um, and I'm able to tune into them and talk to them. I can visually, I can see them with my third eye and I can sometimes see them with my physical eyes. So that's been life-changing. Um, to, because it's like ha just having all this knowledge right at your fingertips, you know? Um, yeah, so that, in a nutshell, that's my background of awakening. Yes, yes. And um, do you think these abilities were with you since the very beginning? Do you see an evolution? I imagine where I mean I know it's a, it's a retraining as well and a denumbing so they become maybe able to speak louder so how has it been for you yeah I think we all have these abilities at all times some people are just more dialed in than others um I've always been extremely uh in touch with certain people in my family almost like a with my sister especially so I've always had um, abilities like that, but didn't really know what they were, didn't really even believe in it. Um, so it's just thing, it's things that, that came online more after I woke up. And when you say you didn't really believe uh, in them, was it because uh, like, because of the ambient gaslighting around us and there is specific engineering meant to for us not to give credit to what we perceive oh yeah for sure um i was just heavily programmed like really deeply embedded within this matrix and though i would want to believe you know in things like um you know psychics for example something like that um my logical mind would always come in and, and shoot, shoot these things down. Um, 
the logical mind still will do that. Even after you wake up, your logical mind will still come in and try to shoot things down and, and try and give you a, a physical explanation for why this happened or that happened. But um, I think once you wake up, you can see the logical mind at play and you know what it's trying to do. So you can you can shut it down or push it away, you know? But yeah, I think I think I was just so fast asleep and so deeply embedded in the programming. It makes it it makes it hard to to tap in to your abilities or tune in to what's really going on around you. Mm -hmm. And even if you do tap in, there's always these agents around us that are going to tell us we're crazy, you know, or we're making it up or whatever, you know? So staying tapped in is really hard as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really like that you talk uh, a lot about, you know, different things like our voices in our heads that are imprinted, um, negative self-talk. And here you were just mentioning something and, um, I also noticed that there is a lot of programming meant to dismiss uh, even the most subtle things, right? Uh, just finding this logical explanation that you talk about. So we don't really um, kind of stop and ask ourselves, oh, what did really happen? Should I stop there and kind of, you know, unfold everything and uh, rewind and play it in slow motion so I can understand better, you know, what was at stake for me? There is a lot of discouraging of that. Um, so you talk about, you know, working on, you know, just um, not believing these, these, these influences in our own mind and, and head and navigating, um, you know, your own um, negative self-talk that is imprinted and all these negative core beliefs as well that we have like integrated uh, also with the with the gaslighting being pushed away. I mean, it, 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 we, we resist, we push it away. And there is a lot in us also that is installed. So I really like that you are approaching these themes. I think they are really important. Um, so could you maybe share a little bit uh, about, about this, uh, you know, how you recognize these self-destructive thoughts for what they are and that they are not your core self? Yeah, um, though it, you know, it took some time to get to where I am today, but basically, we all have these voices in our heads and we have a light side and a night side and that night side voice is something else. I call him fear dude, but you know, we all have these, these what we perceive to be as thoughts in our head. And I really feel sorry for people that think that they are actually thinking these things because they're, they're implants. These thoughts are implants, you know? Um, but anything that makes you, any thought, which is an implant, any thought that makes you feel bad or puts you into the vibration of worry, anxiety, panic, lack, um, jealousy, you know, just fear, any thought that brings those feelings to you, those feelings are letting you know that that thought is a lie that it's not true, that it's not something you should pursue. 
Now, likewise, when you are having thoughts that are coming in from your light side, you know, that are, are making you feel happy and blissful and, you know, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do that. Those, those things are meant for you. Those are the, those are the thoughts you need to follow. Um, and it's really hard when you're first waking up to decipher which thoughts to listen to, or people say, I don't know how to follow my intuition. It's not clear to me. So the, the way that my, guide, my guides have taught me and the clearest way is, how does it make you feel? If these thoughts are making you feel terrible, then they're simply not true. An example is, I couldn't sleep the other night. We had funky energy going on with Mars, whatever was happening. And I laid in bed for like two hours, not being able to like turn my mind off, just thinking, thinking. And I found myself thinking about one of my children and worrying about him and almost like obsessing over like his health and how he's doing and like all these things, right? And then I finally caught it. And I was like, wait a minute you know, wait a minute, just stop. Like, none of this is true. It's just taking up space in my head. It's trying to rent space in my head. And, um, you know, I don't want this. This isn't real. This isn't true. And I, I actually had to get up and clear it away and take some deep breaths and talk to my guides and be like, what is going on with this energy? You know, um, and I can recognize it, but I feel I feel bad. Oh, I don't feel bad for anyone. I don't want to feel bad for anyone, but I can relate to people that don't understand that these thoughts are implants and they, they may lay awake thinking horrible things and think that something's wrong with them. Like, why would I do stuff like that? You know, or what's wrong with me? Why am I so full of anxiety? Um, and that's what a lot of us do before we wake up and we feel so bad about ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves. Um, but then, you know, if you can just get to this point where you can, you almost have to stop and break down every single thought coming in. Like this one sucks, it doesn't feel good at all and it's making me panic, so it's not real, push it away. You know, and just like slow everything down and break down all those thoughts. You're just putting in word, you know, the signature that you can recognize and trace in whether they are in your own mind. And you also talk about, you know, tracing them in your relationships as well. And you apply kind of the same logic in relationships as well, right? How does it make you feel? And trying to recognize, you know, relationships that are trying to create a certain image about, you know, yourself or trying to activate a certain programming like low frequency programming like guilt, which is very specific, which is feeling bad about ourselves for, you know, different reasons and beliefs uh, that we may, that also may be activated, you know, so it's like a different kind of programming activating a lot of different things, right? Um, so when you were talking, I was actually kind of brought back to one of my thoughts when I was younger, where I think it's, a, it's part of the, you know, the, the ambient MK Ultra, where I was feeling anxious to have to choose between my two parents uh, over lava, right? So it was like a scale and you have like the two parents and you, the child, have, have to choose like which ones you want to see 
um, survive. And I, I was aware also that it might be a trick and that the, the, the machine could like, like the lava machine could very well um, end the life of the parent that I would be choosing. And I knew which parent it would be. Um, and I think I was experiencing some guilt if these memories are really mine, because, you know, it's a while back and they might have been implanted or, you know, you'd never know really. But uh, I think it's the state it was making me feel like just this anxiety. Um, and we have a lot of that. And recently I had something where um, that I think, you know, I, there was an anxious situation for me. But what was making me the most anxious was the thought if I had to call for help to, to one of my handlers, which I really didn't want to do. And that was make, that was part of it, like the old engineering. So when we are feeling anxious, there are lots of different things that are kind of uh, triggered. And um, you you talk also about that uh, and not noticing that uh, around you, right? Because I, I think it's important, especially also the guilt programming uh, in our relationships and. Uh, really seeing uh, if others are in, in encouraging a higher self-development or as you call them, and which I really, really like was the lower 3D selves and are also low frequency behaviors, right? The 3D or self-destructive behaviors. So as you, do, you we, we shared about, you know, the logic of the thoughts in our, in the minds. And um, so, you did work around, um, you know, different situation where some, whether they are spiritless or sometimes they are endless or controlling energies in our lives. And they are trying to have a specific effect on our mind, right? Trying to um, make us feel bad, right? And you you really put word onto that, right? It's, it's kind of, sometimes it's that simple. It's like making you feel bad. So it, it, it's a low frequency thing. So how, how do you navigate this? Um, and there are different situations because of course you have your random uh, stranger, non-spirited character, but you also have family member um, or, or different people from our network sometimes that are access to say certain things that are kind of um, triggering for us, especially triggering the self-esteem or different or guilt or shame, this kind of low frequency programming. So how do, how do you navigate all that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a work in progress. It's something that, that I still have to work on um, because, you know, before my awakening, if you will, I was surrounded by these really big personalities, you know, these people that were like, energetically larger than life they suck all the air out of the room so to speak you know um my parents are both very big personalities um you know just just surrounded by people that um made me feel small but yeah so before waking up i was just surrounded by people that that just made me feel very small. And I, I didn't know how to stand up for myself or, you know, disagree with someone. I always let other people be right, you know? But I mean, since awakening, I've come to see 
the programming in these different people, as well as strangers or people that may be introduced into my life. Um, and the old programming will kick in right away. That old programming, I've made videos on it. So with people, again, it comes down to how do these people make you feel? And if there's someone in your life that you more often than not butt heads with, or they're just like a very energetically big personality, they have to always be right. If you, if you disagree with them, there's conflict or, um, you know, just people you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around to get, to get along with them. So people like that, um, it, you can try to set boundaries with people like that, but it usually doesn't work because most of the time they are a portal. They are an organic portal or they are a low level agent that's been placed in your life to siphon your energy, to cause conflict, um, to keep you from fully standing in your power, okay? So <clears throat> more often than not, we have to remove these people from our lives. And it's really hard if it's your mother, your father, a child, um, a sibling, or a significant other. It's really hard. Um, you know, with family, like they've always been in your life. So it's difficult, but it's really important if to honor yourself and put some kind of barrier between you and this person. And maybe that looks like you don't talk to them at all anymore and they kind of disappear from your life. Or maybe that looks like you just talk once in a great while but you honor yourself and you put yourself first. Um, and, and the minute this person starts poking and prodding at you, you're like, hey, I gotta go. It's great talking to you, love you, bye. You know? Um, and likewise, with, with new people coming into your life, um, just pay attention, just really pay attention. Um, we're programmed to not, truly listen to people we're programmed to always be thinking of what we're going to say next um how can we relate to what this person was saying and this is something my guides are always having me work on to just truly listen 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 quit thinking about how you're going to respond and just listen because there's always clues there's always codes um and when we truly pay attention and we really listen to people it's so much easier to know if they're beneficial in our experience here. Is this person here to help me or, or be beneficial in my life? Or is this person being sent in to drain me, um, to drain me of my energy and strip me of my power? And it's just really important for all of us who are awake now to be able to tune into those frequencies and figure these things out. And I'm not saying it's easy because there's still times where I screw up and I, you know, open a door back up with someone. And then like right away, I'm like, oh my God, I see why I closed that door. You know, what am I doing? Like, it's normal. 
you, you know, when we're here, we're just human and we're in these little meat suits and, and we're just doing the best we can do, you know, it, there's, there's, there's also like the people at the grocery stores or when you're out doing errands, like these strangers that, um, that will enter into our field and, and do things to, to drain energy from us, you know, um, with that, I say, don't leave your house without, without clearing your field and then doing everything you can do to put protection around you. Every single time I have to go outside, whether it's to walk to the garbage can or go to the store, um, I put shields up around myself. I talk to my guides. I ask them to like surround me, walk with me, like energetically get all the, the muck out of the way as I walk through. Like it's very important to do these rituals and do these things because though it may seem silly in the physical realm, or it may seem like imagination or something very simple, energetically, there's always a counterpart. So you know, if you close your eyes and you imagine, um, you know, like shields going all the way around you and you can make them a color, you can see as much detail as you want. But as you're imagining that here in the physical, you're actually creating it energetically so that you are protected when you go out, you know, so that's, that's just really important. Um, it's just something I'm, I'm meant to say that it's very important that everybody remember to clear their field and protect their fields, especially around family. Family's like the biggest trap ever, but around other people that um, have the capacity to drain you. I don't know if I even answered the question, but that's what I was led to say. <laughs> Wonderfully, yes. And um, I agree that family is very difficult to navigate because you have this thing of the linear time that you have spent together. So you have history and you have all the programming about, about what family is and then it's reinforced in any movie. Sometimes, you know, uh, even the more sci-fi movie, you still find kind of this family. You don't, you know, they're not going to talk about Endler parent or Endler sibling or different kind of things like that, right? They're going to approach the sci-fi teams, but maybe not, maybe not the, you know, going too deep with the, the handler in, in the entertainment industry, the handler is kind of defined as this one person, right? Whereas there are so many different handling influences in our lives. Um, and uh, they, they are, there are so many different templates, right? You have, of course, the more aggressive controlling templates, but you have, you have other more covert methods that can instigate doubt or it's going to be about really how you feel or the subtext or, you know, different, yeah, different layers of what's really going on. So, um, yeah, when I was listening to you, I was, um, I was thinking also like, I think as we are working on trauma and reintegrating, and I, I know it's similar for, for a lot of a lot of people, but for me, I noticed that I'm 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 less in this freeze mechanism, right? I, I think about the example today, there was a weird guy in the woods with black glasses that came and followed me. And instead of wondering, uh, is this guy a stalker or what what it is, I just stopped. I took my two dogs and I and I and I 
I, I turned back and I even went close to him, like closer than I than I could avoid him. But I, I really wanted to make this thing that I go next to you and then I leave and I could take this other way, right? But I would never have done that um, two, three years ago, but because I was always being frozen and wondering what is this about. So this is also showing a lot of progress on how to deal with everything that's around that is meant to make us feel weird sometimes because you're just wondering what is this about this time and you're not always sometimes it's just to create confusion and make you feel weird I think because weird is lower frequency than open and you know just uh, open to the energies around you um yeah so when I was one, listening to you, I, I also think about these people-pleasing aspects, right, that are really important for us to become aware. We, we have these people-pleasing fragments in us and uh, different, a lot of different experiences in our life that are meant to, you know, that are kind of accessing these fragments. Um, so we know it's not really us. Um, and I think I discovered on the way that this people pleasing nature is not really my core self, right? It's like also a sort of program nature within me that can be accessed. And that was certainly more access when I was, when I was younger, that can still be accessed by covered ways. Uh, I will eventually notice that the programming <clears throat> is being accessed and I will try, I will usually do something about it, uh, whether there is a resolution or, or not. So Maybe my question would be, how, how are you, how, how has it been for you to work on first, um, maybe becoming aware uh, that it was not the, the real you and integrating and, uh, you know, being in alignment and walking your true path and not these expectations that the, the matrix use a lot. Yeah. Okay. So first off, I wanted to say the this dark sunglasses guy um that you avoided so in the physical realm most people would look at it that as oh there's a creepy dude and i don't know what he wants you know i don't like it and it's awesome what you did but energetically what's going on in the energetic realm is that dude his energy signature was trying to attack you and so when we can recognize like you did in the physical, even just simple little things. Um, I was in the grocery store once and I could feel this guy's energy from quite far away. And I was like, oh, and my partner, Adam was like, yeah, I feel it too. And all of a sudden this guy looked at me and he pointed his cart at me and he just started beelining for me to where if I hadn't moved out of the way, he would have hit me. So physically that just appeared like a disgruntled dude having a bad day or whatever but energetically he was he was trying to attack me he didn't he didn't like my light so that's a whole nother question and answer but um you know there's there's times when our light is so bright we carry so much light with us and these entities these darker or lower beings um which I always say completely in their 3D selves, right? They um, they will attack us. They will come toward us. They will try to get us. They will try to trigger us to get us to drop down in frequency so they can stick a straw in our field and 
and, and drink from it, you know? So I wanted to just expand upon what you said. And I, that's awesome that you recognized it and reacted the way you did. And as far as um, the people pleasing behavior, oh man, like the way I grew up, um, I was such, such a people pleaser most of my life to the point where I was trying to please this person and then trying to please this person. So I was like on both sides of the fence and um, I would end up like stirring the pot, so to speak, and causing drama. And at the root of it, I was really just trying to not hurt this person's feelings and not hurt the other person's feelings, even though, you know, I knew how I truly felt. Like I was trying to like make this person feel good and this person feel good. And it's part of the programming, as you said, like deep, deep programming. And a lot of us come in with these people pleasing traits in our personalities. Um, and we, we know that even, even when we're asleep before we wake up, we know that we don't like this aspect of ourselves and we may like beat ourselves up, you know, and be like, why am I such a people pleaser? Why did I just do that? And we don't like it about ourselves, but we can't seem to change it no matter what we do. But once you wake up, you know, you're going through your waking up phase or whatever. Um, then you can start to shut these traits down and, and change your personality because you come in with a personality that you picked, you know, before you came in to learn certain aspects and whatnot. But once you wake up, you can turn that off. You can turn those behaviors off. And lots of times they'll still pop up. I, I still have it pop up in myself from time to time, but I'll recognize it right away. And I'll be like, there's that dang people pleaser, you know, and I'll shut it down, just shut it down. So all you can do is notice it, shut it down, notice it, shut it down. Cause it's deeply embedded. Like we hold it within our physical bodies because we carried it for a long time before we were able to change it, you know, and it's, it's held in our physical meat suits here. Yeah, and you mentioned something really interesting about causing the drama, right? So by trying to avoid different things, we they were they were there was more drama maybe involved when uh, because because we're when we're not really walking or as our core self, right? I think the more and and the matrix would like or the you know how it's built here would like to make us think the other way that by being a people pleaser, you avoid drama, but you you end up being caught in different just um, dynamics in relationships that are, you know, difficult to walk, walk, walk on or walk around. So it's very interesting. Um, and by working on integrating these aspects, then you, I, I think every one of us then are are also working on, on, on making the drama exit our life more and more, right? And not, I mean, yeah. it's really built for us to engage with anything, even the NPCs, uh, and you mention them often, you know, when, when you are doing your groceries, because that's the time where, except, and even if you get deliveries, right? Uh, I, I mean, you know, the groceries are time where you, you interact, you go, you go adventure, and you see, you know, you're in relationship with them, you know, they're trying to engage, that's it. So they're trying 
to talk to you or to engage you in their interface, maybe not with the drama, but um, you know, like uh, they're trying to talk to you, even if they're nice, right? They're trying to maybe distract you because you have to adapt to their frequency. Sometimes you have to shift your mindset to understand what they are saying. Uh, sometimes I read emails and I have to reread three times because I, I, I really have a hard time scanning what this person is telling me. And I have to tune back and downgrade the frequency so I understand very basically in 3D thinking what this person means, right? Or I have the same kind of realization when I'm around um, one of my primary handler in my family, right? When he's around, I realize what kind of reality is keeping me in to be in his company because I, I cyclically tune to his way of seeing this reality and it's really different from mine. And while I'm doing that, I'm not busy being in contact with my own reality and that's exactly the purpose, right? So the distraction aspect or trying to engage you, you know, stranger, and you mentioned that uh, in your videos that, you know, and I, I did that also, you know, allowed strangers to dump a lot of their story, life stories uh, on your doorstep and being there for, for strangers and uh, it affects how you feel, right? And it was, you know, like uh, I, I, heard that in your video that you know it's like when you think back um, to the things that happened to you you know you look back to them and now you understand you know that uh, while you were listening to them you know trying to do a good thing but probably for someone who wasn't real um, the matrix kind of had you kind of you know uh, like um, in a corner for a little while until you could really find your way out um, all of that so uh, I kind of that's what I was thinking about the groceries and all the distraction going on right yeah and um, yeah those agents so they will they'll try to distract you to get you to lower your guard um, so they can find a way in and that's why I've told people like small talk is BS. I'm trying so hard not to swear. You know, I'm such a cusser. Like I, I cuss so much. Like on my channel, I'm just always, it's just part of me, I guess. But um, I'm trying really hard to not cuss for this, but I keep catching myself almost cussing. But yeah, so the, the, the small talk people make, it's, it's matrix trickery and the, the being polite to people is matrix trickery. I'm not saying like go around and be a jerk, but you know, all this incessant chatter that people do with each other is, is it's draining your energy and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. You're not paying attention to, you're not actively thinking, okay, I'm in a matrix, I'm in a simulation, what's the move being made towards me not that all of them are bad because they're not but some of them are you know so if you're not actively paying attention to that and you know Susie q's over here going on and on about the weather and oh your toenails look great because i had that one happen to me and you're and you're like you're being fake okay the matrix wants you to be fake and you're like Oh, thank you. Oh, yes, it is really good weather. And the whole time on the inside, you're going, 
God, lady, just shut up. I don't want to talk to you. And your, your frequency is getting lower. And then all of a sudden, here comes Tom over here and does something that just puts you over the edge and boom, they're both in. Your frequencies drop. They're able to loose off of you. They've lowered your frequency. And you might not even figure out what happened till five hours later when you're like, what, what's going on? I'm in such a bad mood. I'm just angry all of a sudden and I can't seem to shake it. Well, it was freaking Susie Q, Q and her freaking husband, Tom or whatever at the grocery store because we are told to be polite and we're told to engage in small talk. And, you know, like I don't even make eye contact with people anymore. I try really hard to avoid and I'll see people out of the corner of my eye staring me down, really trying to get me to engage. You know, and if you do have to engage, just like be aware of what's going on, you know. That's awesome because I know it, it, it requires a lot of work to be able to ignore people and also knowing that it helps to know that they are that they are not real, especially the people really trying to engage you in the interface or asking really basic question to try to engage the conversation right and uh, I get to also work a lot on this politeness programming um, and sometimes allow myself to be rude with people who were crossing boundaries or who really didn't care about the subtle things that I would give them or um, that, that, well, that really had a strong control frequency, right? And I think this also has to do with the gangs talking around us, right? So uh, it helps also, it definitely helps me to know that they're, you know, many of them are not real. Uh, and for the ones who are crossing the boundaries anyway, you know, they, they, they were the first to come. I'm not the one going to chase them to, to do this kind of game, right? Um, so there is something important really that I heard you say is that once you see, um, you know, the game and the simulation and the spirit lesson, um, you know, the dynamics, the energetic of things, um, it, it doesn't hurt you as, as it did in the past, right? And I remember it, uh, probably I was way more tortured, you know, with a lot of question in the past. And I think you're, you're kind of um, sum, summarizing it in this sentence, right? That, you know, it, now, now you see it, it doesn't, doesn't torture you anymore. It doesn't uh, even if it creates a little bit of, of confusion, not the same amount as it, did, as it did in the past. And I think that is really um, important to know. And you, you, it's your words, right? That many times it's a program trying to read you and trying to access you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And sometimes we tend to still be really hard on ourselves. And we might, let's use the Susie and Tom at the grocery store as an example again with the small talk. And let's say we fell into it and they, you know, got into our field and drained us a little. Um, and even if we realize it right away, sometimes the programming of being really hard on ourselves still is there. And even though we've noticed it right away and we're like, oh, well played Matrix, I, I can see what that was. And they did get in, but now I'm clearing it and I'm reshielding myself. But I have had times where I'll find myself throughout the day after something like that has happened, being like this voice in my head, which I call, you know, the fear dude or the night side voice being like, you didn't catch that right away. 
How come you didn't see that coming? I can't believe you fell victim to that. You've come so far. Why would you fall victim to that? You know what I mean? Like it's still there. And um, we just have to be really careful and then recognize, wait a minute, you're still part of the problem, that voice in your head, you know? So we come in with this programming of being really hard on ourselves, like really, really hard on ourselves. And even after you wake up and you've done a lot of work on yourself and you've changed your personality and you're, you're seeing the codes and you're recognizing the agents and all of it, that that programming of being very hard on ourselves still, I think it's just part of, I don't think we can ever lose that. Not while we're here in this physical realm. It's just part of it. It's part of the duality. It's part of, part of the game, so to speak. So just being able to recognize it and call it out as quick as you can. And every time that voice comes back in, call it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I love that you mentioned, uh, you know, like you have the intrusion, the original intrusion or the trigger that is sent. And then you have a lot of different chain reaction uh, guilt or, you know, low self-esteem being one of them. But you have to trace everything, right? Because there are many different components to, um, to one, one original trigger. And it can really derail you, not only if you fall for the first chain reaction behavior, but for one of the other one. And there are always like a lot of complex component around. Yes, and I think being um, allowing ourselves right to make a mistake, not to have it right uh, all the time, the first time, or if we didn't, maybe maybe sometimes it's because we didn't give ourselves enough credit. We give, we give again the benefit of the doubt to someone maybe you know, um, and it's in, in a way, it's a good sign because, you know, when you have a lot of PTSD accumulating, maybe you go straight ahead for the, the worst possible solution. So actually giving the benefit of the doubt could be like a positive thing, showing that you have worked on integrating some of your PTSD and you're, you know, you stay open-minded because a lot, a lot, and even with this, this or even with the concept of the, the spiritless, um, I don't think it's making it easier. Sometimes there are some easy aspect and you talk also about that, that um, it helps to know because you, you know, it validates you in some way, but in a way there, there are many different layers to that um, where sometimes it's hard to know how to react because you have to kind of design a whole new way of reacting. And sometimes you're not pleased with the way you know, it's not like sometimes you, you don't want to be someone who react like that, even if it's a spiritless person, right? So uh, you, you talk about that. So being kind even to the spiritless, but also put like knowing their right place, right? So it's a, it's a strange kind of balance with mm -hmm. also knowing these things and what to do with them and really dance because I notice how every time we grow, um the simulation tries to corner us even more through any corner of our own programming so yeah there is there is a lot to that and to navigate um how how, how has it been for you um so did you fall did you first um 
bumped into the concept of the spiritless and then let it sink in uh, in your reality. And now you leave it at an embodied level, right? Where you know uh, and your abilities are also helping you maybe to know, you know, what you're dealing with sometimes um, energetically as well. You, 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 you know them. So how has it been for you since, since with, with that whole concept and the evolution of it? Um, if you think about, you know, let's say 10 people um, plugged into some sort of game, okay? Um, so they're, they're outside of this game and they're plugged in playing this game of life, this earth game that we are in right now. So, well, I'm plugged in and I have a bigger counterpart out there you're plugged in and you have a bigger counterpart. Okay, so there's 10 people. Now let's say these 10 people, a group of us, we're the only ones plugged into this game. So there's only 10 of us, but this earth realm that we're on, what, there's like 8 billion people or something like that. So that's extreme and it's just an example, but let's say me and you and eight other people are the only real people, so to speak, playing this game. That would mean everyone else is spiritless or um, a backdrop person or an organic portal. So the first time I heard of this concept was when I was, again, like back in 2015. And I think it was Dolores Cannon who was talking about the backdrop people and it blew my mind like wait what am, what do you mean not everyone's real you know like um the, these people i see walking over there through my window down the nature trail they're not real they're just like populating the video game so that has to sink in and you have to really grasp that so you have the the npcs or the backdrop people and then you have these agents that are again, spiritless, but they're more advanced than just the backdrop people. Cause the backdrop people are just like the lady in the red dress on the matrix. They're, they're just walking by, you don't interact with them. You know, they're just part of the back, the background. But then you have these low level agents um, that are part of the simulation or matrix that they, they know what's going on and they know that their programming is to throw you off. So it could be a friend of yours um, who's always, you know, saying little things that drop your vibration or whatever. And then there could be like higher level agents like um, psychiatrists and doctors and lawyers, people that have control over stuff, right? And who can screw your life up who can really do some damage and they're out, you know, they're, it sounds crazy, but they're out to get us as well. So there's like all these different levels of these, these agents, which are also called organic portals. The difficulty of, you know, first the concept and then um, how we react um, in our everyday life, how we treat them. Mm -hmm different trial and errors maybe we do uh, I you know I did different things and see you know but also knowing uh, right and how also it can it it's gonna it's gonna help me you know if I know uh, 
how, how much time I'm, or, or, you know, if you ask for a service, for example, right, a, a plumber, a repair, right, and you know they most of the time they are a sim, they are, they are not real, uh, you know, someone to clean your, your, your house or someone like this, right, um, you know, I used to put myself in their shoes so much if I had to cancel or, I mean, it really helps me now, I just, it's, it's like, it's more focused on, on my need and, and, and what I need is like offer, demand and offer, right, so it helped me, I don't have to take a lot of detour to apologize for cancelling, it's like more of a clear cut, right, so I yeah. can see how, how, how it helps, but sometimes Sometimes you, you don't really know what they what they want, and it creates confusion. And it, it's I, I don't think it ever get easy to navigate, even knowing more and even seeing and experiencing more of the truth. Um, you always have more complexities, more uh, mind games going on, more more weird things. And you talk about that that uh, it's really like important to be in alignment with how what kind of human or what, what kind of being you want to be here right and staying connected mm -hmm. to that yeah because um lots of people when they find out you know they're in a construct of sorts and they're really dreaming this whole experience this is like one big lucid dream and they find that out and then when they find out wait a minute, there's people that aren't even real. They're just backdrop people. Like they're just populating the game. And then there's people that you can touch them and you can talk to them, but there's, there's not a player outside. There's not any consciousness in there. You know, they're just here to interact with us and whatnot. So when you find that out, like it's super freeing. And it, like you were saying, you don't have to worry about canceling on people and stuff. Um, you don't obsess over people's feelings quite as much, but a lot of people, myself included for a short time, come to a point where you become kind, they can become kind of cold and uncaring, um, like, like, well, you're just an organic portal and they're just NPCs and like, just become this like mean person, you know, um, and like, I went through a phase like that as well. Um, and it's not, it's not cool. It's not cool to do because A, unless you are completely connected with your, you know, highest self, or you can, you can, you have some kind of connection where you can hear really well, you, you can't tell 100%, is this person an organic portal or is this person plugged in playing this game with me? And the whole point of coming here for many of us anyways, is to, well, so first off, there's a bunch of people here that have been playing the game that have gotten stuck, okay? And the game went, went to shit, okay? And then there's a bunch of us that came in to help those that have been stuck in the game. So those of us that came in, we'll say like, we, we made the game, we're game programmers, and we jumped in our own game to try and fix it from the inside out, okay? We hold a lot of light, we carry a very high frequency, and we came here to spread that, to help people get unstuck, to help people remember who they are, remember they're in a game, um, to raise their frequency and, and go through 
you know, what some call the ascension process to, to raise your consciousness up, to get up out of um, the darkness in the, the yuckiness of all of what's going on. So when you get to this cynical space and you're, you're like, well, you don't even matter because you're just someone, an NPC, I'm in inter- well, you don't interact with NPCs. You're just a, a freaking agent or a portal that I'm interacting with, but you're not even real. Well, you actually change your personality to be something that you're not because you are a being that holds a lot of light and a lot of love. And you came here to help others. You wanted to come here and be this highly, I don't know how to word this. You wanted to jump in and help other people. You now, and there's a difference between helping other people and being a people pleaser, okay? Helping other people and falling into the matrix traps. So, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's tricky to navigate. And that's why we constantly have to do the work and work on ourselves and we cannot get lazy. Um, there's just things we need to do to stay on top of our game. And I know from experience, if you stop doing certain things that help you, that raise your own personal frequency, you will fall down in a lower vibration and you'll find yourself sick um, when we normally don't get sick. You know, you can find bad things happening to you that haven't happened to you for years, but you know, maybe some things from like in your past, like these things can pop up again. And it's because um, we're not doing what we need to do. I mean, we have to be disciplined here. We just have to be, and it's okay to fall off every once in a while, but there's just certain things that raise our frequency. Like we, we have to move our bodies. Okay, I don't care about your weight or whatever, but we have to move our bodies because that allows dark energy that we have picked up because we're like sponges. We go out in public and we're carrying this light and we're constantly absorbing other stuff from all around us to clean it, if you will. And, and we have to move our bodies to get rid of that junk that we've picked up. We have to move our bodies to bring more light in, to bring more information in, to be able to unpack what we're being sent from outside of the game. You know, so that's one thing we need to do. We need to clear our spaces. We need to meditate. We need to remember to shield before we go out and about. You know, we need to, we need to get rid of and let go of these substance issues or things that we're dependent on that aren't good for us. You know, um, we need to eat clean. Like there's just so many things. And, and I struggled with all of them. I've told people it's no secret. You know, I had an issue with opiates and pill popping and whatnot for like five years. Um, And I smoked cigarettes and I drank alcohol and I ate pure junk and I ate a lot of meat. And um, not that I'm judging anyone that eats meat, but there's just a lot of things that I did pre-waking up that I wouldn't dream of doing now and that I had to let go of. And and we have to do that um, in order to be able to absorb the information and the light codes coming to us 
so that we can help those people that are stuck so that we can go through, you know, I don't like saying the ascension process because it's just trendy and people get thrown off by it. But the, you know, the game is to like, the, the whole plot of the game is to come in in a really low frequency, remember who you are, wake up, and then raise your consciousness. Just keep raising and raising and raising and raising until you're up out of here, you know, until you're in the upper dimensions. And then you keep going and you keep going. And then you, you, you keep having different levels of remembrance. Um, and we can't do that if we are completely plugged into the matrix and falling for matrix trickery and eating the freaking poison and garbage that they're putting out um, and not actively taking care of ourselves. So that's so important. Um, I, I don't think that had anything to do with what we were talking about, but it just came through. So someone needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it just made me think and, um, you know, there, there is like, uh, yeah, you have one day and, um, you know you have to do these things that are good for you in this day right and then if you're lucky you still have a little bit of free time but you have to start with these things because if you if you ignore them yes you will have this time but you will not last in the long run so you have to do these things that are good for you like moving yeah moving uh, is really important for anybody no matter what the genetic is it's essential and it's really hard when you don't feel good in your body at, at, at in the beginning and it's meant to be hard, right? So, so you know, you have to start with what's in your reach, right? Uh, and commitment to yourself, maybe once or twice a month, that's how you get yourself back in movement and then implement, implementing these changes, right? In, in your diet and that helps to calm down inflammation and the aching and, um, because it's really about making it also a more pleasant experience for, for us uh, while we're here and how we feel. Because if we're in physical pain uh, or in emotional or mental pain, they are we cannot access different things, right? So this has to be resolved first um, before, before the rest, right? And, um, and freeing ourselves from any dependency, including substance dependency, and this include also kind of legal substances right like, like sugar is or different things like this like refined sugars or uh, things that are hard drug you know um, for us like cheese as well can be and it's actually quite heroic to to uh, you know part from from cheese because of what it does to your brain and and we have many different substances that, that do that so I hear that in, on my own path and that it has been essential to address that as a priority at some moment, right? And also I, I address the acidity uh, because I, I wasn't, it, it didn't seem like I was able to address the other thing before I would address that thing. So we can really feel at, at a moment where it's really time to address. Sometimes it's the food and it's 3D, but it has to be addressed to go toward a lighter alkaline, you know, change some things and work on dependency. And uh, it's always a relationship, even with internet, which is very addictive, right? Some days I notice that there is a problem because I can feel like how I'm corded with it and how I, I have a dependency. And some days it's, it's, it's balanced and I know I don't need to work on it because 
it, it got balanced again. Uh, I, you know, just, um, but it always catch our attention to know, okay, what change do I need to implement? Even if there are small changes, right? Maybe not, uh, maybe it's seeing an email, but not reading it, right? It's, it's difficult because you get the, maybe the curious or, or the a bit to kind of go for it. But um, if you do that, the, the system is gonna also use that sometimes to overwhelm you uh, at a time where it's not good for you. Whereas if you wait for it, maybe later to come, right? Maybe later it would be the right time or maybe you choose one day in your week where you're gonna address all these uh, 3D thing and, and maybe leave the, the space open. Uh, or maybe it's an email from someone that you really don't want to read from today, or, or maybe a few different emails from different either spiritless or endless frequency, and maybe it doesn't feel right now, not that it would be feeling right the next day, but some days are, you need to, some days, um, I think we need a, a, a little bit of protection and um, giving ourselves a little space. Um, sometimes it's not the right time and that's exactly at that moment sometimes that these people contact you or overwhelm you and then you get this anxiety building this sense of feeling overwhelmed right um, and it's really hard to navigate not to open the email not to go for it or to to wait for the right time or even not to see already what's in the message with what the the, the device can show you already and you already catch just one sentence of one word and sometimes that's enough already you already know what is it what it is about or you already seen what it is about so yeah yeah, yeah and i think um i think when when we wake up it's really important to not go straight to our devices um about five years ago, I was led to start writing my dreams down in the morning. And it, it really was a life-changing experience. Like I've always been a pretty lucid dreamer, but um, after writing all my dreams down all these years, it's just been really beneficial. You can see what's really going on when I think I'm quote dreaming, because we're not just dreaming. You know, it's, it's all codes, it's little little codes to let you know what you've been doing while your physical body was was sleeping, what your spirit's been off doing or what the bigger you's been doing. So waking up and writing your dreams down um, before you talk to anybody, before you jump online, like that's super beneficial as well. And I agree with you, we need to take complete internet breaks where we just don't go on at all or at least social media leave that alone and I know it's hard to do but like you said there's been times where um, I'm like okay I'm not going on any social media but then I'll grab my phone for something and I'll just see a preview of the first couple words and then I can't take it I gotta go check it might be a message from someone or whatever and yeah it's all very distracting and going back to the things we need to do to be high frequency people, like writing down your dreams is, is a really good thing. It helps you tune into your, your etheric side, what's going on in the astral realm, the etheric realm. Um, it helps you focus on that more than this fake physical reality we're in. And drinking a lot of water, I forgot to say that, but like this holds a half a gallon of water and I drink two of these a day. Um, so drinking a lot of water, I don't know why exactly, except one time I got a message that the, the, 
the memory of everything is still in the water, that this is our original water, like even from lives in Atlantis or ancient Sumeria, whatever, like there's the water's coated and drinking a lot of water um, helps us with our consciousness, helps us remember, helps us, you know, raise our frequency. And, and like we talked about moving and, and saging your home, or if you don't have sage, like just walk around and clear it with your intentions. Just speak out loud. You know, I remove any low density beings from my sacred space. I, I have like a zillion mantras I say when I do it, but um, yeah, and eating clean, like cheese, I have to agree, cheese is so hard. I've always been such a cheese person. And even when I went vegan, um, I, maybe like a year after being vegan, completely vegan, I started eating cheese again. I didn't go back to eating like other dairy or meat or anything like that, but cheese is super hard. And recently, like the last month I gave up cheese again. And like, I miss cheese so much. Like cheese is a tough one, boy. Um, but yeah, and but also don't get so too caught up in like, being too strict about everything because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. As long as you're just making an effort and doing the things we need to do to be these high frequency beings. So, um, but I just wanted to say that about when you wake up, write your dreams down or type them out on your laptop on the notepad or whatever. Like my partner, he rarely remembers his dreams um, and I can't imagine not being able to remember. I, I just think that would be awful. But when he does, he immediately will tell me everything he remembers so he can tune back into that frequency and try to figure out like, what was I doing and where was I at and who did I interact with? And also when you write your dreams down um, and then before you fall asleep at night, just set your intentions tell your guides or whoever it is you talk to, I would like to have a lucid dream tonight. I want to have that experience. And um, you got to do it every single night. Just like, don't forget, I want to go lucid tonight. Because once you start lucid dreaming um, and tapping into the other realms that and dimensions that we actually, you know, are participating in, and in learning and really letting it you know cement in that we're not just living this one physical life here like we're living so many different lives we're multi-dimensional we exist on the third dimension the fourth dimension the fifth dimension the sixth you know all the way on up and we have these counterparts um and the higher up you go they're aware of these lower dimensional games that we're playing and they're aware that we're limited that we can't we can't see really what's going on around us and we we can't tune into it and they can communicate with us and we can work together you know they are multi-dimensional and writing your dreams down and learning how to lucid dream um, really opens up that whole other realm of experiences for us um so we we're not just so trapped in this physical reality man there was a good movie on netflix that really helped what was that called i can't remember if i think of it i'll say it there are some good movies that will help 
people understand that better. There's a lot of movies. They have to put the truth in movies. So like you said, a lot of them are labeled as sci-fi or mythical or whatever, but there's so many truth bombs in movies. There's a lot of misinformation as well. But once you raise your frequency enough, you'll be able to pick up, ah, that's the truth and that's the truth. And, you know, so um, Bliss on Prime is a really good movie that explains the simulation pretty well. I really enjoyed that movie. So there's a lot of them. I seen one recently and I can't remember what it was called. Oh, the one on Netflix is called Another Life. And she invents, she invents this stuff that people drop in their eyes and they get this experience of having like a whole one week vacation in the span of like 15 minutes. So it really shows like the time difference, you know, a lifetime here outside of this construct is comparable to like one day or whatever, you know? Um, and it also shows how stuck we can feel um, in these realities and not know how to get out and get to tap into our other selves that are outside of, you know? What you just described, like another life, um, it just makes me think about sometimes it's how you feel when you wake up. Like it feels like yesterday is very far away, right? And that you've been up to many different things, like like your whole lifetime, sometimes like years. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you know, when we know so about the, the secret space program, right? And the, you know, and the 20 and back and different things like that, it makes sense, right? You, you had this whole, and so, you know, when you, you know, it's, so, so it's now and, and something that was very fresh one month ago becomes, feels very far away because it's, it's one month ago, but also all these nighttime ago plus the so it's it's like it's it's it, it becomes like a vague memory so i feel also that's why and i know you do it and i do it documenting also the journey is really important because um, if i hadn't written or um yeah take, if i had put the effort to write certain things then i'm not sure i would remember the details of my experience of how i was feeling of how certain spaces online or in the in daytime reality, how, how, what was my experience with with certain controlling energies really because it was specific. So um, so yeah, it, sometimes um, even five days ago feels like like a long time, um, and um, and because of memory as well, and we see how memory is a difficult thing. Um, we have there there is some revelation sometimes in movies also about revelation and even like how implants can influence the way you remember thing or not remember thing or how you would lose your lose track and then there are certain entities and of technology used and you know present in your field so it's 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 hard to keep that thread that's why sometimes i write to i, I write some notes as well um so i have something to come back to and sometimes it helps so it comes back but uh you will see that with with everyone who is working in this level um, that uh, memory is a big thing, um, you know, a, a big theme uh, where it's important. For, I mean, there, there, there is a lot to memory, what it is, and and um, sometimes we can feel also it's um, 
there are times where it's harder, right? Or where it happens more and then times where it's stabilized and we can kind of keep track and it's show it's kind of feedbacks to us that we're, we're on a good track. Um, so there is a lot we can trace with, with, with our memory as well. So it's really nice. I will definitely check this. Uh, is this a series, uh, another life or? No, it's a movie. It's just a movie. Um, I've watched it a couple of times just because it really, it just really helps put, you'll feel the truth in it. The truth in it will call to the truth you hold inside of you, you know, and it'll connect some dots. Yes. I noticed that with some high frequency movie, so it's not everything, right? It has to have a certain frequency to it. Um, it can trigger kind of different inspiration or you kind of, sometimes it opens a gate for exploration. Like, like I had that, like, uh, and if I don't write it down, I will forget. So it's important to write it down. And uh, if we want to remember, we, we had this kind of insight or even to be able to put it into words. So I, I, I really like some of these, um, yeah, some, some of what exists in the entertainment industry can, can really be helpful uh, to us now. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes you notice that there is energetic bullying or um, things that are sent in your life at certain moment to sabotage the frequency you are in, especially if you were in a high vibrating state. Uh, and I have definitely when you were sharing that uh, on your channels, I was it was bringing me back to two different episodes where one was after a reflexology session where I read one of my message on messenger and it instantly influenced my, my frequency and uh, the really well-being that I was in. And it's a relationship I, I had to cut because of the toxicity and the inability to really move forward. And another time was uh, recently when uh, it was less, less um, obvious, but it was just before a call. Um, I read a message and I, and I listened to, it was a long voice message that I, so I had to tune to the freak. I, I mean, I, that's my way of doing, I kind of listen, but I cannot help but merge with, with the voice and the frequency of, and, and so it kind of, I notice how it can influence your, your own frequency. Um, so, could you could you tell a little bit more about you know that energetic bullying that you uh, also talked talked about previously in your videos? Yeah, so I've heard people say the highest frequency always rules the room, and um, that is true. Um, the highest frequency should set the tone for all other frequencies to raise up to but there's this energetic bullying that will go on um, that again, just appears as normal stuff in the physical realm, but in the energetic realm, it's much more happening. And I think I used this example in that video I made, um, it's, which I think it's only on Patreon, but I was, I had cleaned the house and um, as I was cleaning, I was like, intentionally removing energies and whatnot. And then I went through and saged the whole house and I got all my crystals down because they're everywhere. They're like gritting this room. And I took them all down and I had them in the sink and I had my eyes closed and I was washing them and I was 
talking to them and clearing them. And I had this whole thing going on, right? Wasn't even present here. And my partner, Adam came in and he had gotten an email about a charge on one of, I think on the Amazon credit card. And he didn't realize that I was in his own. And he just started with, what is this 1599? Do you know what it is? And it was like in lack mode. So it was not a good energy. It was, you know, fear dude coming in basically. So that's a form of energetic bullying. Um, and it wasn't Adam's fault. Like I've done the same thing to him before, but in that moment, it was so crystal clear to me what was going on. And I stopped and I turned around and I said, Hey, I'm clearing the crystals right now and you're coming at me with all this negativity and it's interrupting what I'm doing. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he went outside. And when he came back in, I did sage him. So it's like, that's a form of energetic bullying. Again, that wasn't Adam's fault. Adam was outside, he was working and he picked up some low vibrational junk from somewhere or it can come in. Actually, he picked it up by reading the freaking email that he got um, about the charge on the credit card and it, you know, he wanted to know and it altered his vibration, but we don't often see these things physically. And we just think, you know, oh, he's asking a question. And normally, you know, many of us would just stop what we're doing and turn around and say, what was the charge again? And, and forget about the crystals and forget about all the high high vibe stuff we're doing and then fall back into that. And there's a lot of people, again, I would just want to say it wasn't Adam's fault and I've done it to him at times too. Like that's just how it works. It's always an energy exchange. Every interaction you have with someone is an energetic exchange. And if someone's in a bad mood and you know they're in a bad mood and you choose to interact with them, you are almost making an agreement that they can alter your frequency. And I know I read a meme about that somewhere and I was like, what a great meme that is. But yeah, every interaction you have with someone, um, you're agreeing to alter your frequency. So the highest frequency rules the room. I've heard people say that, yes, it should be that way. But other people, if you choose to interact with them, you can lower your frequency. And the energetic bullying can come in through our partners, our children, our coworkers. But there are people, and I made a video about them as well. They, they didn't come here to raise their vibration. They didn't come here to play the let's lift up in consciousness game. They came here to master their negative. They came here to hone their negative skills, right? So there are people that all they do is energetically bully us. And I have some people like that in my life that I don't interact with very often, but I've found myself in the past, like trying to be high vibes with them and help them wake up or raise their frequency. And I finally gotten to a point where I understand or understand that that's not my job and that that's not what they came here to do. They came here to be jerks. They came here to master this other stuff. It doesn't mean that as a whole, they are a jerk because they'll pop out of this game and maybe the next one they do, they master you know, the love and light realm. I don't know, but there are certain people 
that you will, if you really tune in, you'll notice every experience you have with them, they're energetically bullying you. Even if they're not saying anything, they're challenging you. It could be the way they look at you. There's just certain people. So again, just um, paying attention to your environment and who you're interacting with and what's the intention behind the words. You know, someone may be just saying something, but there's an intention behind it mm -hmm. to, that could be bullying you, that you need to stand up for yourself. Like in my example, turn around and say, I'm cleaning the crystals and I'm super high frequency right now. Be gone, <laughs> you know? And um, when you, like we talked about earlier, when you've done a lot of people pleasing your whole life and stuff, it's hard to stand up for yourself at first. But every time you do it, you get better and better and better at it. So. Yeah, I agree that it's a training. It's also very interesting to see how everyone around react to boundary setting because it's going to say a lot about who they are and what was the intent and um, if they try to gaslight, um, you know, um, distort everything that's been happening and transfer the shame or the guilt back to you. So that's going to tell you a lot about what was really going on in the, especially that dark energy that you're just uh, describing. In, in, in fact, yes, indeed, it's not the same agenda so we shouldn't really be hanging around together right you, should, you have to choose your crowd and I really like that you say that it's a agreement now it happens sometimes because of the complexity of the experience here I'm I was not able to process everything as fast as I was observing it so I had insight like oh this person is currently extremely triggered and I could see darkness on the face, but I didn't have the reflect to end the call, for example. Um, but I was observing it and I was hearing my voice inside. Uh, and if I had to redo it again now with more experience and having feedback with myself, I, was, I would be like, maybe I shouldn't plug my <laughs> internet cable because the end of the conversation, because as you say, it was an agreement, um, it's a, it's, it was an agreement for me to keep on investing in the in the conversation plus being heavily gaslit and, and so on. I ended up being sick for 24 hours after that. So I wasn't able to extract myself to be clear enough, conscious enough at the moment uh, to do like I did today um, with the with the black uh, glasses men, but it was kind of easier because that person that I'm describing with darkness had a lot more skills including mm -hmm. skills and so access to also my own people pleasing fragment and distortion reality feel right so it but definitely important to remember that everything is agreement and a lot of energetic agreement are happening and they it, they have impact on our health on how we feel um and of course if 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 someone like me i wasn't able to do everything at the time like i would have but mm -hmm. I can feed back and take decision for myself, right? And, and also maybe not put myself in the same type of situation, learning my lessons, how I would do differently and um, yeah, what, what, I, what I would change. So um, 
maybe um, I have a few more questions, but I, I value your time and uh, I like, I'm also, uh, it's, it's been really generous and nice, nice space. Um, so um, I would maybe like to conclude with um, a note on um, maybe your, your journey with um, self-love and self-nurture and um, processing anxiety states, maybe the three of them. Okay, so self-love is tricky and it's hard for a lot of people. And I think what's helped me get to where I'm at today is to look back on the previous versions of myself and see that she was on script. And I just did a video about this on my channel, my YouTube channel that version of myself was on script. All those versions of myself were on script. And she had limited choices and she had, she was put in some really gnarly situations um, and she was absolutely doing the best she could do at that time. At no point was previous versions of myself thinking, oh, I'm doing the worst I can do and hurting a lot of people on purpose. No, she, she was doing the best she thought she could do at the time and remembering and really, really knowing that we come into this experience with scripted events, scripted personalities, situations, everything, exit points, all of it is pre-planned. And, um, a lot of people don't like that. And a lot of people left crap, crappy comments on my on that video, which I removed because I don't like the energy of it. And you don't have to agree, that's fine. But um, just knowing that I did the best I could do with the limited options I had available back then throughout most of my life and just seeing the placement of the, of the portals, of the NPCs, of the agents, just seeing how they were placed in my life um, and how, how I was made to feel very small and not, not step into my power as I've done now. And really seeing it for what it is and spending a lot of time in meditation about it, um, in loving that version of myself, um, that's the only way to get to a point of self-love now, because the way it's set up, once we wake up and we view our pre-awakened selves, we can all see things that, that we don't like about ourselves or like, why did you do that? You know, um, but under understanding that, that was, that was all that could be, you know, that you had limited choice doors in front of you. And one might've been just a little bit better than the other. If you had two doors in front of you, they're equally kind of crappy. So you're just constantly choosing from crappy choice doors. So you're doing the best you can do. Um, and then as far as, so realizing that and loving all past versions, and that's a hard one. And I still struggle with it sometimes. And then in the present moment, really just taking care of yourself and following your highest excitement you know, following the things that make you feel good, even if you dread doing them, you know, like every single day, 
I wake up and I spend time thinking, where was I just at? What was I dreaming about? Who did I interact with? And like breaking all of that down um, and drinking a lot of water and doing yoga and meditating. And sometimes, you know, just dancing around because that dancing raises your frequency or you can spin from left to right. If you're, if you're feeling bad, just start spinning and that'll, that'll boost your frequency. But doing these things and like recently got back on a, a much more cleaner way of eating and intermittent fasting. And there's just all these things. Like there's times where I wanna just jump in the shower and just shower and not have to go through all this clearing stuff. But I feel so much better after I do it, you know? Um, so just having, treating yourself as if you would want the person you love so much, like say your partner, um, to, to treat them or see them treat themselves that way. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but yeah, so self-love is tricky. You just have to keep following what makes you feel good. Um, and putting yourself first, not making everyone else's energy around you a priority. Make your own energy your priority and take care of yourself first and your, your energetic field. And don't worry about hurting other people's feelings or you know, making sure they feel good, like we talked about earlier with the people pleasing and all that, you know, make, make sure you feel best first. Um, that's really all I can think of for self-love. I, I don't pay that much attention to it anymore, actually, because I know that I just love myself and I know that I'm guided. I know that I'm protected. I know that any situation I get into, it's okay. And that I have my guides here to talk to and figure things out. And I just know that I'm doing the best I can, you know, and that I am taking the best care of myself that I can. So it's not something that I really often think about anymore. No, as I hear you talking, it's more like something, like it's more like a byproduct of the work. It's kind of, uh, it's more difficult to address it straightforward maybe, but as you do the work, um, it kind of goes hand in hand, like, um, you know, recognizing the signature of everything, it helps as well to know what wasn't ours, right? Um, how to take care of ourselves and learning from every situation, right? Um, what what can what can be adjusted in every in every way and yeah it's a work in progress it's hard to put it into words um, it's um, it's how how much we can anchor I think as well of ourselves right I think it's more also about yes anchoring more of who we are um, like without being ashamed of it like without being afraid of what's the exterior going I think this is uh, this is also linked to kind of self-love and then a lot of self-care can help us feel much better, I think, um, and much stronger and help us to be faster because by applying this routine, um, we make sure we are not going off rail, right? And so it, it really helps us um, to, to it, it, sometimes it doesn't look like it, it helps us speed our game, but it is 
by it's a lot about repeating these 3D thing, like a lot of the cleaning, even washing the dishes and things like that. Like, but just keeping keeping um, keeping up with it all, right? Keeping a clear clean house is very important. Um, and I know you do it every day, and I do every day a little bit of washing as well because if you have animals, it's better this way. You have to clean a little mm. bit more. And it just feels better as well. And, and, and only after I can really sit down and start other work, right? And that's also when you have all the distraction kind of kicking in. Like, uh, you know, that's when you have to be smart with internet um, sometime and uh, sometimes uh, doing experiment with going without internet or without social media. But even emails sometimes can be, you know, you, you can have family members or different kind of things happening there. So, so thank you so much for, for sharing all these insights. It's been very nice to be in this space and psychically build it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was sparking a lot of ideas of what I've been experiencing lately. Um, so thank you so much for that. And uh, where, where can we find you? On, online, on social media, on YouTube, on Patreon? Yeah, so YouTube is Winnie McEwen, and I'm sure you'll spell it below the video. Um, and my website is thirdeyeart.net. Um, and that's where people can book sessions or I am going to do some webinars soon and they will be free. So, um, but that's not up there yet, but it will be. And then the Patreon is just, um, what's it called? The Earth Game? Yeah, the yeah. Earth Game. So again, if you come, if someone were to come to my channel and just look um, in the description, all that would be linked. And thank you so much for um, having this chat with me. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was my pleasure. And maybe in the future, you know, as time unfolds uh, and as I keep also watching your, your videos, I, I'd like to maybe tune again, maybe in a few months, maybe three to six months. That would be nice coming with yeah. different subjects. Uh, I, I, would, I would love, um, love that. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend your, your channel. I do follow and tune to all the new content uh, you produce. Um, I always get, um, you know, insights uh, and reflection and it's really nice um, to hear you because it, it does point everything that is important in the dynamics, uh, in the aspects and how we feel and everything that is hidden, which is really where the real work lies. Thank you. There's just one last thing I wanted to say. I wanted to say earlier, but I held off because we were talking about something else. And that is a lot of times you will listen to other people on YouTube um, or other platforms and they really feel like they have it. They really come across as they have it all figured out or they may talk about, you know, their third eyes activated and all these really cool things they see or how they've manifested this awesome life. And I just want to tell people that a lot of times those people are organic portals and they're not being completely honest when they're, when they're making YouTube videos or discussing things with you. A lot of times they're leaving a lot of stuff out and, and not everyone is on 100% of the time. Not everyone is just like living this perfectly spiritual high vibe life all the time. 
And these people are not manifesting their dreams constantly. Like there's always struggle. There's a little bit anyways. There's always stuff because we're here in this simulation. We're here in this earth game. And these people that talk about they've exited the matrix, that's a load of crap because you're, you're still here. You're still within this construct. You're still playing the game. So I just want people to not feel bad about themselves. This was one thing I went through when I was first waking up and all these different people I subscribe to on YouTube and stuff. And I'd be like, why can't I get there? I'm meditating all the time. I did everything this person told me to do and I'm not where they are. And over the years, you know, I've learned that they're not where they say they are, you know, and a lot of them, um, they're, they're in their full, they're full on ego and they're, they're boasting and bragging and, you know, um, look at me, I'm so great and I can see this and I can do this and I can move things with my mind. And yes, we can all do that stuff if we work really hard at it, but a lot of these people are just tricking you and, um, anyone who acts like, they know it all. They've figured the whole game out. They've won the game. Um, you know, and they can tell you exactly what to do. I just, I want to warn people just to really pay attention to their content because anyone that says they figured it all out and they're still here, they haven't figured it all out, you know? So I just wanted to say that earlier and I did it. Yeah, I, I, I understand why you're mentioning that. And there is a, a little bit of that also in the new age with the, the, the idea, the false idea that when you are, you know, as you are rising in frequency, the challenges in your life are supposed to disappear, which is not real, because the more you are bringing material for other real players to uh, you know, to spark inspiration in them and speed up their game, the more you have attacks and you also have a lot of attacks constantly on, on self-esteem here. It's like, it's like, it's like meant to trigger torture and to make you doubt and just to trigger lower, lower frequency things. So uh, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I sure learn to navigate it better also knowing i mean the trigger um you know one trigger that was lasting maybe a lot more now i can process it much faster get it out of my field or integrate it and not let it, let it um, affect me as much um also paying attention to victimhood programming that it can trigger or that attack can trigger it was a big step for me to start to recognize this victim frequency right in my life and the threat of it and how it would make me feel and I recognize that and start to work on it and 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 faster and faster so there are a lot of false conception and yes and um when you were talking I was just thinking about something that we had discussed previously here it's how it makes you feel when you hear these channels um, they are undermining and that was another point that I wanted to kind of bring up on and that's kind of a big point but it can be also quite of short because it's related to handler handling and how it's demeaning um, it's meant to make you feel small um, sometimes humiliated in who you are or what you are able to manifest so um, 
yeah, it, it really depends. Uh, do we feel uplifted uh, when we have tuned to a content? And if it doesn't make us feel really feel good, then maybe it's not serving us. And sometimes it requires a little effort to unsubscribe because there is a grip or a connection or a bound there. And, but we feel also much better and a kind of relief when we have done it. It, it sometimes has to do also with braving fears like, fears of not knowing if we are alone or it, not knowing if someone else is not kind of uh, telling us what to do or or it, it has to tie like, I, what I call external authority, right? And there is specific programming and it's being reinforced in our daytime, right? In school and with our parents, with adults, adults and children. That's also how it works, right? Um, a lot of, um, you know, or for, for us maybe not to be enforced enforced um, in, in all that we are. So um, I, re I really like that <clears throat> what you are, you, you have been bringing um, us back in some videos. It's how, how does it make me feel? And it's gonna tell you a lot. Uh, sometimes that's all we need to know. If we cannot put the finger on what it is, maybe that's enough. And uh, sometimes I went in the darkness like I, I'm, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it was creating weirdness, confusion, and it just didn't feel real also to me. So I allow myself to just walk away, even in the darkness, even if I hadn't the full perspective, I was not on top of a mountain looking at the full view, but I just, I just followed that. And I had to work a lot to be able to give credit to that reality and and yeah just just following it yeah and sometimes you know there may be someone you listen to on youtube or what have you and they really do resonate and you feel good listening to them and then all of a sudden one day it doesn't feel right anymore and you find yourself questioning things it's because we're just always growing we're always learning it's such, it's such a human thing to get to this point and be like, okay, I've come so far. I know so much, you know, I've done so great. And then six months from now, you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I really didn't know hardly anything, but now I do, you know, and it's just a never ending thing like that. But there's been people, you know, that I've listened to over the years. I, I try not to listen to too many people anymore because I don't want it to influence what I'm learning on my own. Um, but over the years, there have been people I've listened to that I loved so much. And then all of a sudden, they triggered me and I disagree and like certain things would resonate, but most didn't. And that's okay too. That just means you've outgrown that person or, you know, the truth that they've spoken has resonated with you and you've learned from it, but it's time to move on, you know? So I thought, I thought it was important to bring that up. It's very important. I think it's part of the decluttering process, right? And as you are mentioning, I also pay a lot of attention and it's always interesting also to come back to things from the past which I have done, I, I do it quite often. I go back to either social media profile or videos. If there is video, video is good because it gives a lot of information, right? More than a, more than a picture. And I did that uh, recently for, um, in my twenties, I, I went uh, with a travel agency um, 
and it was led by a Belgian uh, man. And now I went back and I hear all the programming that is being streamed, right? Like, like the false ecological programming um, that is running and even watching him and everything that was like how he was expressing what frequency he was holding. I mean, it, it was clear for me that it was meant, it was like a distraction energy at that time. It was a controlling energy as well. Uh, because maybe I was, uh, you know, I, I left with that company, that company kind of was organizing a, a journey. Of course, there was a lot of spiritless participants as well, which are distractions. So I was kind of reviewing. So I feel sometimes um, drifting away and then it helps to come back to it. Six months later, we get more information and the more we go away, the more we can perceive the programming that is being streamed and maybe when we are breaking at that moment at the junction, it's not entirely clear, but it gets clearer and clearer. So it's always interesting to to go back to 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 go back to these things, and it it kind of validate us sometimes in linear time, right? And we need that time to grow and to strengthen our abilities because there is always kind of a match, um, and it takes us by some blind angles. And by walking away, we work on integrating these blind angles. And so then we can look at it frontally and it really becomes clear. So I think actually it's a very important point because it's a lot of our time and a lot of the food that is energetic food that is around that we put in our ears when we drive, when we live, when we clean sometimes. Um, uh, who doesn't listen to podcasts, no matter what, what it is and what niche they are in, but uh, it's really part of our lives now and way more important than it's talked about. So um, I and there is so much work to put and I have so many notes. Um, so I also uh, am very specific. I go back to content uh, that I like because of the frequency at all sometimes and because sometimes it's multi-layer. So with the me today, I'm going to feel differently. And it's the case also for your videos. Um, because I've gone back to, to prepare this, this conversation. I've gone back to some of your video on your YouTube channel that I had already seen. And it was really nice. They are multi-layered. So depending on how we are, we will always find um, something and a new layer also. Um, it just opens a nice space, I think, for us to reflect. And it, it, it encouraged to trigger memory in our personal daytime life, which I think is one of the most important thing for 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 personal work here. Yeah, and thank you for the nice compliments on my videos. I I try not to go back and rewatch them because sometimes I get cringy about it. Um, but then there's times where, you know, I'll post a video and later that night I'll watch it just to make sure nothing's wrong with it, and I'll be like, wow, I feel like I don't even feel like I was there. Like, where did all that come from? You know, I'm really, um, when my guides pushed me to start a YouTube channel a couple of years ago, I was like, no way. Like, I don't know anything. And I don't, I don't want to talk to people. Like, even if I don't have an audience yet, I don't want people seeing that. I would get so nervous. It's so funny to watch videos I've made from a few years ago, you know, cause I was just so nervous. And um, I, this is not something that I wanted to do really, you know, but I'm glad I do it now. And it's just really nice when, when someone says, you know, I helped them understand something better or, 
help them figure something out. It makes me feel, it makes me feel nice. And that's, that's what I want to do. I just want to help people that are just waking up and they just don't, you know, it's so hard to navigate when you're first waking up, you know, you don't know who to listen to and you don't know what's the truth and what's really going on. And what does all this mean? And, you know, I had such a hard time. So I just want to try and break it down the simplest I can for people the way I wish I could have found when I was first waking up, you know? So anyways, thank you so much for talking with me. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, we can talk again sometime. Just let me know. Yeah, I would I would love that. And it's important note um, to say that it's not easy. It's a process to put content in, in the form of the content. Uh, I know it was the same for me. Uh, it took me a little while to go front camera. I, at first, I was hiding with the voice and things like that. Um, I had also controlling energies encouraging me to do it in that format and not to go in front of the camera and, and speak. And I think it's important to, to, to share our message uh, and, and who we are as we are in our present moment. And you call it, I, I, I'm not sure exactly, but you, I, I like how you call it your, your now moment. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a process to put it out um, for, for ourselves, for others, to make it, to bring it to a coherent self, because it's often bringing um, sensation uh, experiences into words, right? So if sometimes you need time to uh, process um, all of that. Um, and I mean, that's a way where we can connect, uh, we can really share uh, of ourselves. And I really like the genuine aspects of, of your work. And, and I mean, they, they tackle what is really, really important. So I feel it's very, very similar to my my line of work as well, um, and and I do benefit and enjoy the frequency signature as well, which I'm very sensitive to, um, because I think you can benefit from similar energies, um, and you know also paying attention to what enter your life and and what you let in in terms of of frequencies. Um, and the genuine aspect do 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 help a lot. So so thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to tune in the future. And uh, also in your Patreon page, there is there is um, there is more content uh, for you um, for the audience. If you have already uh, gone through the whole YouTube, there is there is more. Um, and then I mean sometimes I can do another round, um, and that's what I do with the the. The few beings I'm listening, I go back and back to the videos. And sometimes there is like a things, you know, like new things entering my life, maybe. But I, yeah, I try to see if if it if it has this frequency, uh, this because this frequency can all the feel for you to be in your own frequency, right? So that's what I'm looking for. So you can have insight or memory about your own path, right? So it's not. It's not a frequency in position, but more of an openness of, a, of an open field of energy. And I think it's, it's important to have that in our life. It's, it's also a bit like a moving meditation. Like you can have insight just as you would do in a meditation. You can have memory being triggered just as you would do if you, if you were being still in stillness or uh, so these are the qualities of these videos. Yeah. Well, thank you so much.
Thank you so much. It's been really my pleasure. Thank you for answering my invitation. Uh, and I'm really happy with the conversation we have here. Me too.